Hey everybody, welcome to another awesome episode of the High Performance Artist Podcast. It's your boy, Richie Bailey, here to give you the dank sauce on how to extract the already awesome creative that you are inside and get that onto the screen in real life. Let's jump right into the 15th episode of the mental game of creativity. This is the series that's been going on now covering the core foundations of what it takes to have an iron will creative mind to be the uncommon among common people. As some would say, the man among men, the leader among leaders. What does it take to become a successful creative person? What does it take to break out of the all-too-known phrase, the starving artist? Obviously, we're not here to starve. Obviously, we're not here to just live an average, boring life, whether whether creatively or not. We're here to live and extract the most that we can out of the one life that we're given. Today we're going to be talking about a topic that I have a little bit of experience in. The topic today is going to be luck. L-U-C-K, Lady Luck, the divine, sexy woman that she is. How do we entice her, embrace her essence? How do we draw her into our life? How do we get her to roll the dice in our favor. We're going to be talking about that in today's episode. And man, oh man, I hope that you get a lot from this episode because so many people want to get more luck in their life. So many people use this word. Man, that person is so lucky to have gotten that thing. That person is so lucky. I wish I was that lucky. I wish I could have more luck. Man, I am so unlucky. I'm sure you've heard that kind of stuff all the time. I'm sure you've probably thought this more than once. I have. We're all human. We see things happening to some people that we want ourselves. We're human. It's fine. It's okay. We all have these dark, dirty thoughts. You bad person, you. How dare you want more for yourself? How dare you be gone for wanting to get more out of life? But more seriously, I think that in life, you do have two choices, which is you can either fold and quit. You can stop. You can, you know, just... Put the cards down, say that you're done, or you can choose to keep going. Even though your parents tell you that you're wasting your time. Even though your friends tell you that you're never going to be successful. And listen to this. Even when your own mind, yes, your own mind inside of your own head, how dare it tells you 
that there is nothing beyond this point. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200, you worthless person. Sometimes we feel even betrayed by the forces inside of us as well as the forces outside of us. This episode is going to be all about how do we put the odds ever more in our favor? Because I think that's, that's really what it's all about, right? Life is guaranteed for no one and no thing. Think about how many times you've probably been walking and killed a couple of ants underneath your feet. Think of how many people woke up that day and they didn't expect to meet an unfortunate end. It's a little bit grim, but I am forced as the host of this show trying to make us all high-performance artists, awesome creators, I am forced to give you the blunt news that life is unfair. But the good news is we can, we can cheat a little bit. We can start to push certain things in our favor a little bit, right? We can start to play a higher game at a higher level. We can start to put ourselves in a position that gives us a higher and higher level, a higher percentage of chance of success. 98% of businesses fail within, what is it, the first two years? First five years, all 98% of businesses fail. That's a, that's a stat that has long been known. But how come those 2% don't fail? Why? What were they doing differently? That's the question that everybody wants to know. That is something that people have been asking and studying about for a long, long time. What, why do you think those 2% survived? It's because they were playing in the 2% territory. Those people who survived, those 2%, those two businesses out of every 100, they were playing a game that the other 98 weren't playing. They were existing in a world that looked just like ours, but it was very different. They did something and they did things that the 98% weren't willing to do. Yes, it might be luck. This whole podcast today is about luck. But you've probably heard the quotation. I hope I don't bastardize it. Excuse me if I do. But you've probably heard that genius, and I might even say, you know, success is 99% perspiration, 1% inspiration. Let me say that again. 99% perspiration, meaning hard work. 99% inspiration, probably meaning just the idea. Everybody has ideas. 
but not many will work. And so if you're catching on to the theme already, this episode about luck is going to be really about how do you work harder? Oh my God, how do you work harder? I'm not here to tell you to do more because trust me, everybody wants to do more. You might not have the time. You might not have the energy or the strength or the mental capacity. Fine. That's okay. But as the intelligent creatures that we are, I still believe, crucify me, but I still believe that creatives are some of the most intelligent people on the planet. We have to take all of these random abstract ideas, form it into something cohesive, and then present that in the most simple easy to digest way as possible so that other can, other people can be enthralled, drawn in by the magic and they can probably take something home and learn something from it. That to me requires some of the highest degrees of intelligence known to man. And on top of that, we somehow have to find a way to make a living while we get good. Right? Because you're probably going to suck for a long time. That's all right. Everybody sucks at first. Nobody is born amazing. Maybe some are. They're very, very few, rare. They're called prodigies. We're all jealous of them. But I'm sure they have their struggles too, right? So you're probably thinking, get on with it. How do I become more lucky? I want to know. Tell me, give me the juice. Give me the sauce. Give me the method, man. Come on. I've already told you, life's, life's lessons are simple, right? And that was something that I definitely have been learning recently, that a lot of life's lessons are deceptively simple. Do you want to lose weight? Stop eating so much and exercise. Do you want to get stronger? Exercise. Do you want to get smarter? Learn more stuff. A lot of life's things, they're deceptively easy. But sometimes we still expect there to be this kind of complicated method to things. That if we could only somehow figure things out. Figure out this Da Vinci's code of stuff. We can say, ah, look at that. I, I, I figured it out. Look how smart and awesome I am. But it's really easy. If you want to be successful, it's going to take a lot of hard ass work. There was somebody who said, his name is blanking me, <laughs> but he was a very famous bodybuilder. And he said, everybody wants to be a bodybuilder, but nobody want to lift these heavy ass weights. I'll do it though. <laughs> I love that phrase. I love it. Because like everybody wants to, to have the body. Every single person on the planet wants to have the bod. But they don't want to lift the heavy-ass weights. I'm going to ask you, what heavy-ass weights have you not been lifting in your life? Hmm? What heavy-ass weights have you been half-repping? I want the full rep, but you do the half-rep. You need to do 10 reps and you only do one and you say, I'm not getting stronger. Can you tell I've been in the gym?
I have, and I love it. It's amazing. It tests my mental fortitude like no other, and I recommend that you start exercising in some tiny way, shape, or form as soon as you can. So, in life, you have two choices, to quit or to keep going, and I'm sure if you're a human being like I am, shout out to any aliens listening to this podcast, you're a real one. Share it with your alien friends, appreciate it. But if you are a human like I am, then more than likely you have many reasons and have had many reasons to quit. More than likely, you have thought about quitting or you might be close to quitting. Or you might be thinking, how much longer can I do this because I've done this whole creative thing for so long and I don't see the success that I want. Trust me and believe me, Every single person on the planet has thought something similar, including myself. Sometimes these thoughts come daily, don't they? But the decision that we have to make when we choose to keep going is that it has to be done no matter what. That is our curse as the creative breed, is it not? That we have this thing inside of us that tells us that we have to make something. We have to put something out there and show people this thing that's inside of us that needs to come out. Now, as we know, it might not be as good as what was in our head, but we get better and better every day only if you choose to keep going. How does that relate to luck, Richie? Gosh, darn it, you've been going on for almost 15 minutes. You haven't told me how luck. Tell me how more luck. More. I want to know more. Like I said, I've said it before. Keep going. Keep pushing. Keep getting better. Keep trying. You're going to fall. Get back up. Tons of people fall. A few people get back up. And even fuel keep going. You gotta be kidding me. Phone. What? <laughs> what is, <laughs> why does that keep happening? Anyway, moving on. I'm outside here in nature getting again more fresh air. Just enjoying the breeze. Enjoying the natural air. I was making jokes <laughs> about that in the last episode. Shout out to those that listen to that. <laughs> so, I made some notes here from the book. If you're a real creator, meaning someone who has to create, who desires to tell stories, who has the inner fire to put words down, to paint, sculpt, to shoot film, whatever, you keep doing it no matter what. That's what a real creator does, right? So, some of you might be thinking, oh my god, real creator. I'm doing air quotes you can't see here, right? What does that even mean? Who's a real creator? Right? Who's a real artist versus a fake artist? You know, I don't I don't want to get into that because I don't think you should even be thinking about stuff like that. I think as long as you continue to take those things inside of you. And manifest them into reality. And you do so with some kind of consistency. 
there you go. I think you're an artist, you're a creator, and I applaud you for it. And you should be applauded for it. Consistency is really what's going to get you ahead. Now, let's get to the part where I explain, because you deserve it, you've been here, you deserve the tactics on how to extract more luck and play the 2% game. How do you live in the uncommon territory? Let's get right into it. The first thing that you're going to be doing, you can write this down if you want or take a mental note, is be honest about your weaknesses. That's the first thing, is self-honesty. If you do not like the way that you look, change it. Meaning, if you are overweight, if you're not as strong as you want to be, and that makes you sad, you can change it. Why? Only if you want to. It's your body. It's your choice. But there's a lot of things that are holding us back consciously and subconsciously that we try to push under the rug. What in your work are you shying away from because it's going to be too hard? For a long time, I hated drawing girls and women. That was my cross to bear. I hated it. I drew a guy, he looks cool. I drew kids, that's easy. Because when, when kids are young, they look the same, basically. Body type-wise. But when it came to women, the grown adult woman, every single time I would draw, they would end up looking like a dude. <laughs> it's like, why in the world can't I draw women? This was so frustrating, right? So if I, if I have two characters interacting with each other, a man and a woman... It just looked like two dudes. It's a dude with boobs, I guess. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? I hate this. So my weakness in that area, in my illustration area, was drawing women. So what did I have to do? What do I still do? Well, I had to do a lot of research. I had to look at how other artists did it. Because it's not impossible. Other people were doing it. They were doing it very well. And so I, you know, I had to copy and I had to take notes and I had to try and try again. And I got I got better at it. It's not as good as I want it to be. You know, it's still a little bit too stiff. I want more stylization and a bit more design in how I draw them. But I'm learning and I got better. That was because I got honest. That was because I got uncomfortable with the fact that I couldn't do this thing. What are some of the things in your work that you know you're weak at? Is it the anatomy? Is it composition? Is it colors? What is it? When you write stories, are your character dialogues weak? Whatever you do, there are areas that you don't like, the weakest parts of your craft. Be honest about it. Even if it's embarrassing. Even if it makes you feel weird. That's the thing that's holding you back from luck. And I'm going to get to why a little bit later. The next thing, find people who will tell you what you need to work on. Oh my gosh. In college, one of the most frustrating things that I experienced was people's inability and unwillingness to critique other people. Even if the problem was very obvious, they would dance around it beat around the bush, 
say it in the most indirect, underhanded ways that some problem was wrong with the work that was being shown to the class. And that frustrated me because to me, both people lose when that situation presents itself. The person who made the work, now they think, oh, you know what? It might not be that bad because people aren't willing to tell me straight up, this is a problem with your work. The person who's critiquing loses because guess what? Instead of saying, hey, I really think that your work would be stronger by doing X, Y, and Z. This is my opinion, but I think because of these reasons, your work would be stronger by doing X, Y, and Z. They lose because to develop a unbiased, critical mind for somebody else's work helps you to develop an, your own unbiased mind to critique your own work so that you can get better at it. You can start to see where other people might be falling short, but it also trains your, your own eye and your own mind if you're honest with yourself. It trains your own eye and your own mind and your own ear if you're more of an auditory person to be able to pick up inconsistencies in your own work. Let's move on. Do your minimum and apply what you learn from studying other people. So in here, I was sort of um, live transcribing what the author was saying, which is write your quota and apply what you learn from studying other writers. And what he meant was, Every day, he has a certain minimum amount of writing that he has to do. So, you know, I think when he started, it was just 50 words. Write 50 words a day. That's all it has to be, 50 words. That was equivalent to the person who says, oh, well, if I can't work, work out three times a week, I'm just not going to work out at all. Whereas the correct response would have been, why not just exercise for one minute, go outside for five minutes each day, and then eventually you will work up to the goals that you actually want. So what is, your, what is your minimum in your craft? How can you start to implement a daily routine that, you can, that is easy at first, that you can then lift up, that you can then level up as you do it daily? Right? That's some of the ways that you're going to increase your luck. And I'm going to tell you how that increases your luck a little bit later. The next thing. Go to conferences, go to workshops. There's a lot of things online, a lot of courses and tutorials. Don't get the super expensive ones. But there's a lot of courses and tutorials that exposes you to new ways of thinking. Have you been isolating yourself creatively? Or have you been seeking out other artists, other opinions, and other people that are willing to critique your work with an unbiased mind. Those people are the gems. If somebody is willing to say, I like what you're doing, and here's what I think might help make it stronger, that person is a gem. And if you can, keep them around. So, this is not going to guarantee you any specific level of success. All the stuff that I'm saying here, you're going to be working harder, you're going to be pushing yourself a lot farther than you probably ever have. But it's not going to guarantee you 
any specific level of success. But like I said before, you're going to be playing in the 2% field. You're going to be improving your odds in such a way that it's going to be more about what you are able to put out than depending on some kind of luck coming your way. Because as you're producing more work, as you get better, as you put the repetitions in, your craft has to improve. It doesn't even have a choice. The more you do something is the more you improve. That's just the law of all laws, right? And as long as you're conscious, you improve even faster. Somebody could be doing something mindlessly, repetitively, and they will improve but it's never going to be as fast as a person who is putting in those same repetitions but is questioning their work. How could I have done what I just did 1% better? Just, 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 just a tiny little bit better. Could I have just adjusted this here in a small way? And then they put that into their next work. The person who is mindlessly repetitive will just do the same thing over and over and over and over again. And they're less likely to recognize areas that they could have improved in. And so this leads up to this entire phrase that I wanted to get to. Which is something that I, I try all the time to remind myself of. Which is, the harder you work, the luckier you get. And that's really what, I, what I've been trying to kind of seed into this whole episode is that the harder you work, the more that you put out, the more that you can show of yourself to the world, is the luckier you're going to get. If you spend a year just trying to improve, not trying to be successful, right? You're spending a year just trying to be a better version of yourself, in one year, you're going to be unrecognizable. Do you know what happens when something improves 1% every day? Do you know after 365 days how much that thing has improved? Take a guess. You might be saying that thing improved 365%. You're incorrect. Because what happens and the laws that govern the universe that we live in, the earth that we are on, is that things compound. You've probably heard of compounding interest. If something improves or something gains in value 1% every single day for 365 days, that thing will have gained in value by 3,800% at the end of 365 days. And that can be you. You can improve that much if you put that kind of forethought, that kind of reflection in your work. People have completely changed the level that they play at when they started to think like this and put themselves and live within that 2% mindset. If you live and play at a higher level, 
you automatically reap higher rewards. And these are the kind of things that I myself, I'm not going to sit here and preach down on anyone. I'm a human just like you. I'm, we're all playing the same game. And that's just something I would and am trying to always encourage the people around me is to just constantly try as much as you can and as often as you can to play at a higher level. It doesn't have to be at level 100. Don't go cold turkey and try to be Hercules overnight. If you've never deadlifted 500 pounds, don't deadlift 500 pounds. Start at 150. Start at 100 and work your way up. But using the same weight analogy, whenever you go back to the gym week after week, you're adding five pounds. And at the end of a month, if you started bench pressing 100 pounds, at the end of 30 days, you're now bench pressing 120. At the end of the second month, you're now bench pressing 140. Just as a very simple diagram, a sort of simple mental diagram for you to hold. It's the tiny wins, the tiny successes that's going to really start to differentiate you and the people that are doing otherwise. So, to wrap this up, don't give up, don't fold, don't quit. The voices inside of your head are always going to be much louder than the people outside. The people outside are going to have their critiques. They're going to tell you, are you doing the right thing? If you know within your heart that you're doing the right thing, then you're doing the right thing. And you're chasing this dream, right? You're chasing this vision that you have that you want to solidify into reality. And that takes falling and failing and then getting up and then being uncommon amongst uncommon people, which is then moving forward to then fall and fail again to then get up and then move forward some more failure and falling and disappointment is a part of life this is normal it's okay to feel awful and feel sad this is normal but playing a higher level playing a different game is continuing is trying to be a little bit better. It's reflecting and learning. And those are the things that I hope helps. Thank you again for joining me on this really, really insightful and reflective episode. We spoke about luck today. I hope you learned. I hope you made some notes maybe so that you can see how you can reflect and have that marinate in that subconscious of yours some interesting and small ways that you can improve your creative life, your creative journey. Because we all have dreams of being successful, making a living from this. But it's a long journey. It's a long game. We're playing this five, ten years out. Don't stress yourself over today or next week or next month. We're making plans that go into the years and that might scare you 
that might make you uncomfortable. But when you play the long game, that's when you're starting to play in uncommon territory. So many people are too short-sighted. Too many people want the reward now. They want the reward in 90 days. A lot of people throw that around. In 90 days, I'm going to do this. In 90 days, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be successful in 90 days. I'm going to do this in one year. Play a longer game. And that's where you're going to start finding that your stress levels go down. Right? The burden that you put on yourself to achieve something goes down. Because you know that success is something that comes with time. And you're just worried about the moment. You're just concerning yourself with how can you just put the work in today. If you put the work in today, guess what? You can put 1% more in tomorrow. Guess what? You can put 1% more in the next day. Then listen to this. It's compounding. By next year, you're going to be a completely different person. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you listened really carefully. Share this with a friend if it might help them. Share your notes. Share your thoughts. Maybe even share what you're doing differently. Inspire somebody close to you. Show people with your actions how you're doing something different. Don't even tell them. But show them and inspire the people around you. And become a high performance artist. I'll talk to you again real soon.